Hello, good evening. Welcome back to the Bundesliga show. Hope everyone's doing well and is doing a lot better than I am anyway. Uh, having rushed uh, myself back from five-a-side football this evening, I've managed to successfully destroy my ankle into several pieces. Um, how are you doing, Mark? How, how was your weekend? Do you enjoy a lot of uh, good Bundesliga football? Yeah, not bad at all. Yeah, I didn't. It wasn't my most uh, kind of productive uh, weekend in terms of the Bundesliga because I was in London at the weekend as well, and now I'm back in good old Blighty for uh, a wedding this week. So yeah, it's um, yeah, it should be a good week. Yeah, I think it's only the second show I've done from Blighty. So yeah, it's good to be back as always, and yeah, enjoying the cooler weather too because in Europe it's been absolutely boiling. It was boiling in London as well. So yeah. yeah. Just glad to be back down to like 20, 22 degrees today here in Manchester, the greater Manchester area, I should say. Yeah, it's been it's been fairly warm today in Sheffield, but thankfully it's starting to get a bit cooler. Um, so, yeah, the thunderstorms may well be on the way. Um, so just before we go into things, just obviously a bit of admin. So as per usual, hope everyone is doing well and enjoying the show. If you are, please do drop the show a like um comment along so obviously comment on our uh, you know our main topic this evening which is obviously all about the bundesliga teams how they'll do in europe and anything else in between and of course please do press the subscribe button so you do not miss out on any shows we're obviously doing two shows a week with the fantasy stuff along with loads of other stuff we've got the football league world show uh some loads of um more kind of spanish content coming out as well so make sure you hit that subscribe so you do not miss out on anything. Um, of course, we are as well in partnership with Bundesliga Boxes and Bully News again this season. So brilliant to companies to be working with again for this season. So that's fantastic stuff. Um, before we get into our topic of the week, Mark, just a couple of thoughts and comments on the weekend's matches. Uh Couple of standard, well, a couple of standard wins here and there. Good win for Bayern as as per usual. Good comeback win for Dortmund, amongst quite a lot of draws as well. Yeah, a lot of two all was the scoreline for this weekend, really, wasn't it? But yeah, I think I did watch the game. That was the only game I watched live this weekend. The game on Friday night between uh, Freiburg and Dortmund. I, I mean, really, Dortmund. The, the luck was in for that game. Let's say that much. Because to be honest, for seventy five minutes, Freiburg were by far the better side. I thought, and I just thought. It was that howler really from Fleck and usually the reliable Fleck and it was really a howler as well. But, you know, at the same time, credit to Dortmund because, you know, they played like a team with purpose in that last 15 minutes and they realised that, you know, the chance was there for them to go and win the game and they did win the game quite comfortably in the end through pretty good goals from Makuku and uh, Wolf. So, yeah, fair play to them. I think also, you know, credit to Hoffenheim as well because at 2-0 down at home to Bochum, you know, you're yeah. starting to worry a little bit, aren't you? Because obviously they got beaten quite comfortably in the first game but you know they came back well you know with a bit of room to spare as well because obviously Kramerich missed that penalty which would have made it 4-2 as well but yeah and I think probably the result of the weekend we've got to mention it haven't we but FC Augsburg you know I mean that side I always think Augsburg get a lot of criticism and people talk about them as though they're just making up the numbers in the Bundesliga but you know they're, they're not a bad side a lot of the time for me and I think you know that I agree that they're very very hit and miss and we saw them be extremely poor in that second half against Freiburg but what a performance that was to win away in Leverkusen I mean mm. you know once again proving that they are a side that can get results when they needed them what about you, Rory? Did any results stand out for you? Uh, well, I was hoping to be able to comment on a fantastic away victory for my boys, but it was <laughs> stolen away by Luminoli Burke. 
Um, so yeah, that was that was quite big, I think, for Verda to be able to take that point. Um, that was a bit of a game of two halves. I thought Verda were really good in the first half and Stuttgart less so. Uh, sorry, Stuttgart there in the second half. Um, yes, and well, just I think in general, all teams, a lot of the teams will just be happy to have got some points on the board. Um, and yeah, kind of standard victory for uh. For buy-in. So anyway, we don't want to dive too deeply into the games because uh, obviously we're doing a different type of show on a bi-weekly basis. So this week we're doing a talking point. So we're just going to focus on that for half an hour, really. So hopefully people can get involved if it concerns your team or just with regards to your thoughts. Uh, so this uh, the season's first kind of talking point. We're looking a little bit further ahead and we're kind of looking at how the Bundesliga teams are going to go in Europe this season. So we're doing a bit of a kind of forecast a preview if you will because obviously we don't even have the Champions League groups being drawn yet but we thought it was just something nice to cover early doors in this season see what people thought about it and so what we're going to do is we're going to talk through the Champions League and first obviously Germany have got five teams in it this season Mark which is brilliant uh, in terms of representation with with Frankfurt going in there Um so well we might as well cover the two teams that are guaranteed to be in pot one um, so that's obviously Bayern as champions of Germany. Um, so, you know, they go in and obviously their coefficient ranking is number one anyway. Uh, and obviously Frankfurt get to be in pot one as well. So we'll cover Bayern a little bit uh, first to see what our expectations are with them. So I guess I'll hand over to you in terms of what, what your thoughts and feelings are. We know, you know, the club's history uh, in the competition, what, what are you expecting this season? Are you expecting Nagelsmann to go out hard for for title number seven, I think it would be? Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, after last season's disappointment by bowing out against Villarreal in the last day, you know, I mean, that was seen as a massive disappointment for a Bayern Munich side who do expect to reach the semi-finals minimum in the Champions League every year. I think, again, you know, the... The, the basic kind of the minimum standard will be a, a semi-final run this season. And to be honest, from what I've seen so far from this season, I think it's been three very, very convincing performances so far, obviously against Leipzig, Frankfurt, and then this weekend, weekend against Wolfsburg. Yeah, I think there's enough reason to believe they can do that and obviously maybe even go further. I think, as I say, semi-finals is the absolute minimum. You know, they've got that pot one draw, which, you know, I think Bayern has been years and years since they bowed out in the group stage. I don't expect they'll have many problems in the group stage. You know, as as this the kind of, uh, you know, the cliche goes for the big clubs, the, the competition starts in the last eight, really, I would say. You know, barring in the... Sometimes you can get a difficult last 16 draw, you know, if one of the side like PSG finishes second in the group. But, you know, I, I do expect that very, very minimum semi-finals from Bayern and... You know, obviously, as a Bundesliga fan, I do want to see Bayern try and challenge for the, the championship, really, that's for sure. Yeah, and obviously, because of the, the way that, you know, the coefficient rankings do uh, work, a, a lot of the time, there probably is a bit of support. As much as Bayern are not light in terms of them always winning the Bundesliga, it does help out the German teams, them performing well, because it obviously allows the Bundesliga to keep on having four automatic teams in, in the Champions League group stages. Um, so that, obviously that's kind of one thing to keep an eye on. But yeah, I think, but for me, Bayern have, you know, great, great squad depth now as well with the signings that I think they've made this season. It'll allow them to rotate uh, really well, I think. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a bit of a shock last season then 
them going out to Villarreal, uh, who did a number on them, didn't they? So, and that's one thing that Nagelsmann has got to be able to get over those kind of like little tactical nuances. Um, but they have been really impressive so far. And I think obviously with them being in part one, they'll avoid Madrid, City, PSG to start with in the group stages. Um, and they could they could end up, they could be in a group with Barca or Liverpool or Chelsea. Not that Barca were much of a problem last season. Um and so yeah, they'll they'll be wanting to get themselves another another title, first title since 2019-20 when they beat PSG 1-0. Um so I guess we can just throw out some early predictions with regards to Bayern. Um yeah, I think it's gotta be semi-finals minimum for them, really, hasn't it? Um I expect I think they'll probably be I'm gonna say Bayern will definitely get to the final, but they might get unstuck right at the end. They might be finalists, losers in the final, perhaps, I'll say. What, what do you reckon, Mark? Do you think they'll go all the way? Yeah, I think I'm going to go go out there and say that Nagelsmann's going to prove his worth this season, you know, and from what I've seen so far, I believe that probably only Real City and Liverpool can realistically beat them from what I've seen so far. And I, but I'm going to go for them to win it. Yeah, I, I've got confidence in the Bundesliga after Frankfurt's win, obviously, last season. You know, we know that Bundesliga teams do have the bottle to go and win it when it really counts, and I think yeah, I might be a bit of a punt, but I'm going to go for Bayern Munich as champions this year in 2023, it'll be. Good stuff. Well, well so that's the first German team in pot one. So the second team in pot one is obviously a bit of a stranger side to, to seeing Champions League football in recent years. Obviously, that's Frankfurt via winning the Europa League last season. So obviously, as a result of being in pot one, they'll obviously avoid one big team. They could still get a very big side in in terms of a team from pot two. Um, so, with that being said, Mark, expectations for for Frankfurt? Is it a case of just enjoying the ride and and you know using using their home games to try and say you know like many teams in Germany will do, be really aggressive at home, try and stay unbeaten. Then, if they can nick the odd win or point away from home, they might be able to sneak through to. Uh, to a round of 16 match. Yeah, I mean, I think the big advantage that Frankfurt have got compared to obviously Wolfsburg last season is that Wolfsburg started in pot four, whereas obviously Frankfurt, as the Europa League winners, are going to go in, as, as you mentioned, in pot one. I think for me, that's got to change the kind of uh, goal, really, for Frankfurt. You know, they are going to avoid the likes of, you know, your, Liber your, your cities, your PSGs, your Real Madrids. You know, you're going to avoid those kind of sides. And that means that, while you probably will get one big boy in your group, then, you know, if you're lucky, you're going to get a couple of like maybe more, maybe not quite so experienced sides in the Champions League in part three and part four. But, you know, there are quality sides in part three as well. As we mentioned, even Borussia Dortmund this year have slipped down into that part three. Obviously, yeah. they can't draw them because it's a German side, but that kind of shows the quality that can be in part three as well. So, yeah, it's a tough one, really. But I think for me, they have got a, the aim has got to be to progress to the last 16, really. It has. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a pot one side. You know, the, the group isn't going to be like a killer. You know, I guess it is possible that it could be a killer. But, you know, I think there's a high chance you're going to get the likes of, you know, an Atletico Madrid or maybe a Barcelona, as you say. But as we saw last year, they managed to fend off Barcelona in the last day of the Europa League. So why can't they do that again? I think, you know, it is likely they'll be playing for that second spot. I think group winners, you know, as you say, because the, the second seeds look so stacked, you know, as I mentioned, Atletico, Madrid, Barcelona and the likes. 
But, you know, if they can get a little bit lucky, you know, and get a weaker side in part three and part four, then, yeah, I think it is possible that we could see them progress. But, you know, most of the best football has been played in Europe. But I, I've got to be honest, the, the start of the season has not really overwhelmed me in truth. You know, scraping a one-all draw against, you know, unfancied Hertha Berlin this weekend as well. You know, they've got to make improvements. And I, I do believe that maybe a few signings could be necessary if they want to realistically progress from the group stage here. Yeah, I think that'll be the thing, isn't it? Being being tested on a constant, constantly high basis in the Champions League. They have made additions already. Quite a lot of them are really, um, as obviously we saw that when we were looking at the um, at the Super Cup. Um, but it, you know, it's the quality of those signings, not the quantity. At the end of the day, so they'll be tested all the time, uh, home and away in the Champions League. Uh, they'll they'll enjoy the experience. They'll love it. The fans will love it. Glasner is probably a manager that will just kind of soak up as much experience as he can from it. Um, but yeah, I guess they will be stretched in terms of the squad quality. So it'd be interesting to see how how they manage that with with the Bundesliga um, and how their form will kind of differentiate because obviously it wasn't a successful Bundesliga stint last season, regardless of their successes in the Europa League. Um, so yeah, and, and you know, the loss of, and the loss of Kostic uh, was really disappointing to not see him enjoying Champions League football with Frankfurt after their efforts last season. So yeah, we'll have to say uh, we'll have to see how it goes. Uh, quick prediction on Frankfurt. Then I'll, I'll say they sneak through um, in second place and probably get knocked out in in the round of sixteen. Um, so what, what about yourself, Mark? Yeah, I think I'll be honest with you. I think Champions League could potentially prove a step too far for uh, Frankfurt. Mostly based on what I've seen so far this season. You know, not so much on. The European record. I mean, the European record is very good, as we mentioned earlier. But I think a third place is more likely than a. So that will give them the chance to defend the title in the Europa <laughs> League. So I guess yeah. they wouldn't mind that too much. But the, the goal has got to be last sixteen. That's got to be the t- target. But I'm worried about Frankfurt at the minute from what I've seen so far this season. They've not really played well in in any game that I've seen them so far. So you know, I think improvement is necessary if they want to take that next step for me but i'm going to go for a third place finish for frankfurt yeah yeah fair enough uh right let's move on to a team that's in pot two or the only uh team that's in pot two for germany is rb leipzig based on the fact that um you know their their rankings in the coefficient uefa standings have been quite good because their performances have been fairly solid and obviously the highest they ever managed was that semi-final um in 2019-20 it's just their sixth ever season in the Champions League um, since their kind of merging or creation, uh, so to speak. So, again, them being in pot two, Mark, would be very important for their progression. Uh, last season, obviously, they are in a pretty, pretty stacked group with PSG and City, um, and they got opened up defensively, didn't they? So, again, we're, you know, for Leipzig, the way that they've been playing under, under Tedesco, I presume we're looking at a team that really should be aiming for a definitely a round of 16 progression, if not a quarterfinal kind of berth. Yeah, definitely. I think obviously we've seen them get really unlucky the last two years, actually, in terms of the draws. Obviously, as you mentioned, it was three seasons ago now that they made that brilliant run to the semi-final, you know, and they, they were absolutely brilliant that year, weren't they? But 
I think for me, you know, it, last I think two years ago they got PSG and United, and last year they got PSG and City. Obviously, two years ago they actually made it through to the last sixteen, where they were beaten. I think it was by Liverpool actually in the end, not yeah. in the last sixteen. But you know, they, they don't seem to get very lucky with draws in the Champions League. That's for sure. But I do believe that the last sixteen. I agree with you that potentially last eight. I, I think this squad is absolutely stacked with quality. You know, and I think yeah. if they do manage to keep all the squad together and last eight has to be the goal you know and i think it's a quality side another side that haven't started the season well you know two draws in games that they should have been winning ultimately but you know i do believe that there'll be a slow burner and i think after you know it might take three or four games for them to hit the stride but i think they will hit it eventually which could coincide with obviously the start of the group stage so yeah i definitely think you know knockouts is the minimum uh, aim for them that's for sure and i think realistically they need to be pushing for a last eight spot i would say yeah i think you know already kind of briefly mentioned about frankfurt squad depth etc etc uh being able to rest and rotate given the fact that they've already made some really well on the face of it good additions in their striking um area bringing in team over and um obviously they've got the young man sesco from from next season but, you know, being able to rotate in Werner, Silva, Nkunku, Forsberg, Sabozlai when he's not getting himself sent off. Uh, you've got Paulson there as well as another option. Um, so, you know, that that's a very good. Obviously, Danny Olmo as well, slightly further back um, in in the pitch. But that, that is, yeah, stacked with policy. And they, they will it, cause a lot of teams problems. And if they can... Um, keep Lima, which hopefully they can do. Uh, then their midfield still looks, um, you know, strong again. I guess it's about the defensive point of view. Uh, will they strengthen a right back? I think would be an interesting one, but yeah, I agree. I think we're, we're saying that RB are going to have a pretty solid season. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll predict a quarter final. Um, Slots for for Leipzig, but I think they might meet someone a bit a bit too kind of experienced and, and might get knocked out in the quarterfinals. What about yourself, Mark? Yeah, I think quarterfinals would represent a really good season, you know, because they are still quite, uh, as you mentioned, not the most experienced side of European level. I think we saw that against Rangers last year when they ended up blowing a 1-0 lead in the semi-final. I think that was a case of, you know, they just couldn't handle the atmosphere at Rangers. And, you know, we could potentially see that kind of thing in this season's Champions League. But I've got to say credit to the board so far. of them. You know, they, they've shown that ambition that me and you, Rory, were asking over... You know, the, the signing of Werner was just massive for them. And we saw him get off the, the mark, obviously, with a goal at the weekend. Andre Silva, big question marks over whether they can keep him because he's not going to be happy, I don't think, as things stand. But mm -hmm. no major signs of him leaving as things stand. So, yeah, I'm going to go for a last eight uh, and a good season this year for Leipzig. Yeah, very good. OK, well, what about the two teams then in pot three as it stands? Um, it, potentially on teams qualifying, they Leverkusen could be pushed into pot four, I think, based on the coefficient rankings uh, for, from what I've seen from UEFA. Um, first of all, Dortmund, though, Mark, um, club with a very, you know, very decent history in Europe, uh, especially in the Champions League. Uh, but they've been underperforming in, in recent seasons, I think it's fair to say. Dortmund strike me as a team that should always be in and around that quarterfinal kind of mark and, and should, you know, be pressing around for 
you know, upsetting the bigger those sort of teams and and really stretching teams to perhaps get a, a little bit further down the line. Um, with the loss of Haaland, I think you know they've had to reshape, but they've looked quite good so far at the start of this season. Um, do, do we expect them to get themselves back into kind of Champions League mode and, and really push, or you think again they'll maybe be stretched by by you know going on all you know all three fronts, so to speak? Yeah, I was a little bit surprised to see Dortmund in part three. This must be the first year in about 10 years or so that they've been as far down as uh, part three, because I think, yeah. you know, um, I mean, but then again, last season, they completely messed up in Europe big time, didn't they? Which I would imagine is why, obviously, famously getting battered home and away by Ajax, famously losing out in that decider against Sports in Lisbon and then getting thrashed by Rangers as well in the last I think the last 32 of the Europa League. So last year was a complete catastrophe for that catastrophe, which is probably what ultimately cost Marco Rosa his job, I would imagine, you know. But, but what I've liked about this Dortmund side so far this season, I think that we've seen a lot more character already, you know. I don't think it's the most stacked Dortmund side we've ever seen, that's for sure. But I, I think so far, what I like about Terzic is I, I think he does add that steel into teams, you know, and we've seen that in both of their opening performances, you know, against a very talented Leverkusen inside the United kind of, I would say, grind out a win, really, yeah. you know, because I would say Leverkusen missed a lot of chances in that game to get a point, but they managed to do that. And against Freiburg, I thought they were poor for long periods, but what a win in the end, you know, we all know yeah. that. Freiburg's a hard place to go and they got the win and made it look easy, I would say, in the last 15 minutes in a way. And that's a massive win for them and Terzic will really be feeling confident after their start of the season. I definitely wouldn't want to be a side in pot one or pot two to draw them in pot three, no. that's for sure. We could potentially see a group of death involving Dortmund, I think, that's yeah. for sure, you know. You know, I, I definitely think they can believe that they can get through the group. That's for sure. And I, I still think that last eight will be the aim for Dortmund, despite being in pot three. But, you know, obviously a lot of it's going to depend on the draw, I think, for Dortmund, as it is for most teams that find themselves in pot three, I think. Do, do we think, as you said, like Dortmund aren't, aren't a stack to the moment, do, do we think that can help them? Like, from, from a point of view of not always having to rely on Haaland or that, personality like would that not saying that Harlan's that sort of person but will there be more of a team ethic backing each other up apologies for <laughs> a loud van going past that got to have a bit of air in my room um do, do we think that might help Dorman in, in the end in terms of a kind of a team feel and Terzic is very good at that isn't he? he's kind of matey matey with the players um obviously quality you know having good team spirit only gets you so far and quality gets you the rest of the way and I kind of realised that, but kind of got that feeling about Dortmund this year, especially the way that they've, uh, you know, backed up uh, the defensive issues in the summer. They've completely targeted that area, which needed improving. They've actually gone out and done it. Although I think the fullbacks obviously still need a bit of improvement. Um, I just wanted to see what you thought about that. Do you think without those superstars, do you think they can be more of a more of a team and push that way? Yeah, I think we've already seen it, to be honest. We've already seen it in the first two games because, you know, a lot of people, especially after the Haller news, you know, a lot of people really didn't fancy Dortmund this season, you know, and we, uh, a lot of people would have tipped them to lose both of those games, to be honest, that they've started the season with. But I think they'll be really, really confident after winning those two games. I can't stress just how important it was for them to get those two wins. And I thought they, were, they weren't amazing in either game, but uh, they got the job done. And the game management seems a lot better under Terzic. And I think that's what we saw at the end of Terzic's reign two years ago as well. You know, they were 
they were able to get those wins, you know. And uh, I just think, that obviously, they, they came from nowhere to get into the Champions League that year and they won the Cup. So it was a very successful tenure under Terzic, as well as beating Sevilla in the Champions League as well and narrowly losing out to Man City too. So it was a great run under Terzic. And I think we've already seen a kind of continuation of what the work he did at the back end of the you know, the 2020-2021 season. I just think, yeah, I just think we have seen that, definitely. And I think they've made a good addition. Schlotterbeck has already looked solid. You know, he looks fired up. He really looked fired up against Freiburg the other night, I think. You know, one guy that I do want to see a lot more from, though, is Donald Marlon. He's another, he started the season poorly again. And, you know, obviously he was subbed the other night. And after he was subbed for Makuku, they looked a lot better as well, which is, they do need him to step up because he is still one of their marquee players at the end of the day. And, you know, you need mm. your marquee players to step up. And But, yeah, I think things are looking okay for Dortmund at the moment. I wouldn't say really, really rosy, but I would say they're looking okay. And there's enough reason to believe they can get through a, the group, I think. Yeah, I think probably both feel that they have enough to get through the group. Uh, yeah, it definitely depends on the on the draw, doesn't it, really? But I'd like to say that they'll, they'll maybe squeeze through. Failing that, if they do finish third, I think they could have a really good go at the Europa League. I think that's definitely something they could easily achieve and, and push forward in that regards. Um, right, moving on to Leverkusen then, because, yeah, they're obviously making a return to the Champions League uh, for the first time in a little while. Um, they'll probably find it the toughest um, out of... Well, obviously, it depends on Frankfurt's draw again, but Leverkusen are bound to get two big teams. And maybe if they get dropped down into pot four, another tough, tough match. Um, so you know, for, former runners up in 2001 2 to that Zinedine Zidane goal, famously, um, against Real Madrid, they've had a bit of an underwhelming start as well. Um, and you kind of just feel one injury to to a Schick or a Diaby or a Verts and and they're quite that seem like they might be struggling a little bit as well. So are we feeling like it might just be a case of enjoy the ride, get a bit more experience in those players and and, and maybe elongate it again in the Europa League or something like that. Yeah, I think for Leverkusen, third spot will probably be the more likely aim, you know, because they will want to continue in Europe until after Christmas. You know, and I think in, in the Europa League, you know, they've got enough quality to really go deep into that competition, as we've seen a couple of times in recent years. We saw Frankfurt. I, w- I would say that this Leverkusen side has a, a stronger squad than Frankfurt, but obviously we saw Frankfurt go all the way last season. But the, the way they've started the season is very, very concerning. It's beyond just a little bit of a blip now. You know, we saw them bow out of the cup against a fourth division side, you know, and that was just not acceptable. And then losing at home to Augsburg the other night, simply not acceptable do you know what i mean it really isn't for a side with this quality you know they have the the board managed to keep the big names on board too against all odds really they kept the likes of Schick, diaby uh verts but so far you know the, the team hasn't kind of uh, repaid the faith shown by the board and i think Sioani is going to be a little bit worried as things stand you know because you know if this continues then he could come under a little bit of pressure despite a very very good season last year where they finished third but they'll be hoping for a decent group to at least give them a chance to qualify through into the last 16. But, yeah, as things stand, things aren't looking that rosy for Leverkusen, that's for sure. Yeah, and I don't like saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Um, it, the, the likes of Schick and Verts and Diaby might think of it as like a way to kind of put themselves on the market in a way, 
advertise themselves to the best in Europe. Like, oh, we can do this with Leverkusen. Come, come pick us up. Um, so it'd be interesting to see, you know, how well they play in Europe, uh, and, and again, how how well they balance the squad because if they because of the poor start to the Bundesliga, it puts more emphasis and pressure on on how well they do in, in both competitions, I guess. But um, yeah, I think I'm going to predict that they'll probably struggle to get out of the group. Um, so that maybe they get maybe if they can sneak third and have a bit of a run in the Europa League, that'd be nice for them for sure. Um, so yeah, we'll see about that one. So moving on from the Champions League, then we've still got three teams in the Europa League and Europe. Well. Europa Conference League pending, uh, potentially FC Cologne getting in there. So first, Europa League quickly then, Mark. Union Berlin and SC Freiburg, uh, either in pots two, three or four. Um, so very kind of rough and vague for us, but we can still kind of chat a little bit about how they might fare um, in, in the competition. For me, Union, brilliant season last season in terms of, they were in the Conference League and now they're in the Europa League, so they showed progression in that regard. But they did struggle in the Conference League, didn't they? And uh, th- this could be one step too far for them. I certainly fancy Freiburg to do a little bit better than Union. Yeah, it's a really tough one because I, I agree. I can. I think Union Berlin would have seen the the Conference League as a bit of a missed opportunity last year in many ways. Because let's be honest, it's not. I know the final ended up being two pretty like established teams in Roma and uh, Feyenoord, but. And actually, fine over the side that knocked Union out in the group, I think, in the end. And Slavia yeah. Prague as well, of course. But I agree that I think Europa League is a step up. You know, you're going to get most of the teams in the group are going to be like teams that are used to playing in Europe, you know, with probably bigger budgets than Union Berlin as well in many ways. But again, a lot of this depends on the group, you know, and it depends on whether the playing sides are very established in Europe. But obviously, they will have learned a lot. They played, you know, Slavia, Prague, Feyenoord. These are probably like Europa League kind of sides, I would say. that These could be the kind of sides that are coming up against uh, in the Europa League group this year. But get United. <laughs> yeah, they could do. Yeah, they'd probably beat United, as most teams do, let's be honest. <laughs> but yeah, I just think, um, yeah... It, the groups are very, very varied in Europa League. You could get teams from the likes of Romania, Bulgaria, and if it was against those kind of sides, I think they could do a job. But as you say, it could be the likes of United. It could be some of the strong Spanish teams, the strong Italian sides, you know. There's a lot of big names in the Europa League. And I think, um, but I mean, I will be definitely rooting for Union Berlin. I really hope they can represent Germany well in this competition. I think all of Germany will be happy to see them do well, apart from maybe Hertha Berlin fans, of course. But yeah, I think Freiburg, another one I- I think all three of these sides, the Köln as well, they're going to have a lot of support from within Germany, really a lot of support. The whole of Germany will be hoping that these sides do well because they're very popular teams throughout Germany. They've got very likeable clubs, you know, teams that are built the right way, you could say, you know, from teams that like to play young players, they look for bargains in the, the transfer market. You know, there's a lot of bigger clubs in Germany that are going to be looking at these sides in jealousy, in all honesty. And I think, mm-hmm. I agree though, I think Freiburg do ultimately probably have a bit more quality in the side. They have more like, you know, players that are used to playing at this level, like to Grifo, Doan, you know, they're like kind of glitzy players, you know, the, the glitz and the glam. Union don't have quite that many players like that this year, but... As we know, no side's going to fancy going away to Berlin, to the Stadion in der Forest Rai. It's one of the kind of, you know, 
it's one of the like fortress, as you'd say, really in the Bundesliga, and a lot of sides are going to find it hard to go there. But yeah, yeah I think again, both sides will just aim to get through the group because you know it's it is they're not used to playing European football on a regular basis. But I do believe that they can go through the group. What about you, Rory? Do you fancy them to go through, or you think it's going to be more likely maybe drop into the Conference League, perhaps as well? A uh, tricky one, yeah. I think I think you're right. The home form will be really important for both sides. Um, Freiburg at Europa Park, of course. So with that sort of name, then I'm sure they'll do well in the competition. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like Freiburg have more first team quality right now, but Union have kind of got that. Um, you know, that most recent experience. I feel going forward, Union have got a decent amount of players they can re- kind of rotate in, the likes of, you know, Kevin Behrens, um, Sven Mitchell, Pantovic. Obviously, they signed Pantovic and Lueling as well to back up Geraldo Becker and Pifuk when they're, if they need a rest. So that's quite a decent kind of forward line, I'd say. I think they're a bit more uh, threadbare in midfield and defence. Obviously, they have a bit of an older team as well, I'd say, Union. Um, so that's where they might struggle potentially. But Freiburg definitely have quality in that first team um, going forwards. I always kind of ask the question with Freiburg about that. Who is that man who scores their 10, 15 goals a season? Um, obviously, they have done the, the swap deal with uh, Demirovic leaving and, excuse me, Gregorovic uh, arriving and he's got two in two. Yeah. That looks really good. Uh, so if he can keep that kind of rate of scoring up, then that that will really kind of boost their chances. So um, I would say that I would expect Freiburg to go through, whether it, uh, probably in second place and maybe have a bit of a run at run at things. And from there on, once you're in the once you're in the knockout stages, anything can happen. Obviously, it's harder when the the third place Champions League teams come into it. Um, and then I think Union might struggle. They might drop down into the Conference League is what I'm thinking. Is is that what you're going with, Mark? Yeah, I think, yeah, definitely. I think both sides have to realise that there's a pretty good chance they might drop into the Conference League simply because of inexperience. It's not a lack of quality in the sides, you know, but it, it is a different style of football on the continent, you know, especially Union, they like to get stuck in a lot. And I think on the continent, the referees don't always let you get away with a lot of that stuff, do they? You know, and I think... Yeah. Uh, Freiburg probably have the side that are more suited, but I'd like to say that I think both will get through into the last uh, 16, you know, it's all the last 32, because I think nowadays if you finish second, you go through to the last 32. If you finish top, you go through to the last 16. So there's a real incentive now to win the group as well, which is quite a good thing that they've kind of introduced recently, I think. Obviously, it helped Frankfurt as well, because they basically got to skip around straight to the last 16, whereas other sides play the last 32 rounds. So, yeah. I think, um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go for Union to drop into the um, the Conference League, where I think they'd have a decent chance of winning that, to be honest, because it's yeah. not the strongest competition in the world. And Freiburg, I'd go, yeah, I'd go for them to get through in second and maybe to the last 16 or so. Cool. Uh, I'm finishing on the Conference League then. So FC Cologne are not in the group stages, so they have to qualify. So they face a Hungarian side in their playoff match, so a two-legged affair against... Um, Fair Aravar, um, who came fourth place in the Hungarian League last season and have already won two playoff matches to get this far. And they've done quite well. At, uh, obviously, I guess you never know the quality of the teams that they've been playing. Um, obviously, with that kind of thing, it's hard to tell, but you'd back, you've obviously got to back Cologne to do the job over two legs to qualify. 
Um, obviously, I guess it's a case of enjoying the ride for, for their fans and Baumgart. Losing Modeste is a real blow, isn't it? Boot isn't getting any younger, so the pressure falls on the likes of Tigues, um, Adamayan and, and Dietz as well. He's made a half-decent start. Um, so I just feel like the way that Baumgart plays his football, Mark, they might kind of, you know, blow their load, so to speak. If they're going to do that across the Bundesliga and indeed Europe, it might be a hard way to play that twice a week with a, you know, slightly thinner squad. Yeah, they are one of those sides, again, I know Köln have been in Europe, I think as recently as 2018, so they're not complete strangers. I think they actually, they were in a group with Arsenal that year, and I think they beat Arsenal at home. But obviously, that was a completely different squad of players, you know, and they have been down into the second league since then as well. Yeah. So, yeah. I think, obviously, it's a completely different time for Köln. I would actually say it's, this is the best time Cologne have had in probably at least 10 years, that's for sure. So, there is a lot of hope. I think the first goal has got to be get through got to be to get through that two-legged playoff because they can be tricky you know I mean nobody really knows much about this side and we've seen English teams I remember West Ham bowed out to some absolute nobodies really at times you know in in, uh you know obviously West Ham sides from years gone by and you know Cologne they can't take this as a gimme I would expect them to go through the qualifying that's for sure I think we saw Union Berlin comfortably qualified last year they were in the same situation I think they beat a Finnish team about 4-0 on aggregate or something so I do expect Cologne to qualify but you know, if they can qualify, it's going to be interesting. They would hope to get an easier group than what Union Berlin got last year, which for me was more of a kind of Europa League standard group, really. You know, with Slavia, Prague and Feyenoord and can't remember. And I think the team from Israel as well, like Haifa or something, wasn't it? The other team. But I think, yeah, there are some pretty weak sides that get through into the group. Not weak is maybe a bit harsh because I, I don't know that much about those sides. But yeah, I think the group is important. If they can get through the group, you know, then and get through into February still in Europe, then that would be a good result for Köln. And I do believe that, you know, with a good crowd behind them, they could, you know, cause a lot of problems for teams in the Europa Conference League. But for me, I think, yeah, just getting through the group will be the goal, really, for them. Good stuff, yeah. Um, so I think that'll probably much round us up because um, I need to go tend to my terrible ankle that's <laughs> now the size of a watermelon. Um, so I, I will probably do that. But thank you very much for everyone for watching this evening. Let us know your thoughts on what you think the Bundesliga sides will do, particularly if it's your team. Uh, let us know in the comments how far you think they will get um, based on the start of the season or just in your kind of general confidence in the sides uh so going forwards uh this week we'll see you on thursday for our full uh kind of version of the fantasy football show we'll be doing a half an hour one based on last week's very short one which is brilliant it was really well received actually as well which is fantastic loads of comments and we've had loads of interaction with that one so that's fantastic so hopefully if you're around on thursday we'll get uh, that one done for you as well um so yeah over to you mark to, to close up today's show yeah, absolutely. So if you enjoyed what you saw today, then check out our Twitter at Over the Bar FB and at Over the Bar Extra. Also check out our otbfootball.net as well, which is obviously the main centerpiece of our stuff. And we uh, continue, we've got about 10 writers also writing for us now our article. So yeah, you've got to check that out. And also, of course, yeah, never forget to like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, tell your friends about us as well, you know, try and spread the word, especially if you're big Bundesliga fans. Also remember to check out the the Football League show as well, which is now Championship League 1 and League 2. 
Yeah, I think it goes live Friday night. So, yeah, don't forget uh, that one. But, yeah, thanks for joining us again. And I'll feed us in from the UK. Bye-bye, guys. Hello.